Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A science story, huh? These NYU scientists, they... And I just thought, well... I had figured it, out. it was that golden moment. Because science was on my side. Hi everyone, I'm Ben Lilly, and welcome to the Story Collider, where we bring you true personal stories about science. We have a live show coming up February 4th in New York City, storycollider.org, for details. This week's story is from Tara Clancy. It was recorded in January 2015 at Under St. Mark's Theater in New York as part of the first ever STEM Fest. Okay, so I, I have to start by saying that this is actually the first uh, story I have ever told uh, about my children, uh, or, or more specifically about how uh, my wife and I went about uh, having our children. Uh, and so I feel like I just need to start by saying that, that, the, the, <laughs> that there's, there's like two reasons I'm doing this, all right? There's two reasons. Uh, the first one is not, it, it's, it's a little unsavory, um, but it's true, so I'm just going to admit it. Uh, and that is just that uh, I, I just need to get some mileage out of these little fuckers, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, having kids is just, it's not easy, right? It's not easy. I have little kids. It is not easy whether you are gay or straight, uh, of course. Uh, but if you are gay, uh, they're not even free, right? <laughs> I mean, really, right? I, if you're straight, you know, and you, you know, and you have some kids, it's like, what did, what did they cost you, right? I mean, like three, four Heinekens, you know? I was like, you, your wife, you had a beer. Whoops, you got a baby, you know? Uh, not us, right? They cost, they cost a lot of money. Uh, no. That is not the... <laughs> That is not the real reason I'm, I'm doing this. I know. The real reason that I am I'm telling this story uh, about how I have my children is just that a lot of people ask us about it, and I kind of feel like maybe uh, the more times I put the story out there, uh, maybe conceivably in the future, the less times my children will be asked. Uh, and Because most of the time when people ask my wife and I about it, it's super polite, and it's nice, and it's people we know, and they kind of like a bring up their, their curiosity, and we're totally happy to share with them uh, the incredible science that made it, it possible, because we're really, really grateful for that. Um, but there's a smaller percentage of the time uh, that it doesn't quite go down that way. Uh, for example, one time, uh, my, my wife was eight months pregnant. We went out to have brunch, and we're holding hands, and we just basically sit down at the table. We haven't even ordered yet, and some guy sitting next to us who we've never met before in our whole lives looks up and looks at both of us and goes, now how did you two do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck you, right? I mean, <laughs> 
fuck you. Uh, it's 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 a little bit personal, right? I I mean, I've never met you before, uh, and and frankly, when I see straight pregnant people, I don't feel a need to ask them for specifics, right? <laughs> Not like a pregnant lady sits down next to me at brunch and I lean over and go, so, missionary? <laughs> no, I don't do that. Uh, all right, so, so here it is. Uh, here it is, are you ready? Lesbian baby making 101. Uh, so, <laughs> I got an applause for that. I, awesome. Uh, all right, so the first thing we did was we went, uh, we went to a sperm bank uh, and we bought some sperm. Uh, and we decided that we wanted to have uh, an open donor as opposed to an anonymous donor. And that is just a guy that says, hey, when this person is 18 years old, when they're an adult and they can understand, they can contact me uh, and I will reveal my identity. But they have to do it. It's up to the kid, not up to us. Okay. Now that, what it did, though, was it took this pool of guys from like 500 uh, to about 15. Uh, and so my wife and I basically decided that we would go through the profiles of these guys uh, separately, and then we would kind of have a powwow when we had decided who we liked. Uh, and the way these profiles work, there's no pictures. There's basically just the basics. You know, there's like, like you know, hair, hair color, and, and eye color, and medical history stuff. And then there's a series of like personality kind of uh, essay questions that that they answer. And they're meant to be they're meant to be like a little revealing. So it's like if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Uh, and one guy said, Disneyland. Next. All right. <laughs> really? Uh, so, so my wife and I, we go, and we both pour over these things, and we, we have our little powwow. And lo and behold, we have chosen uh, the exact same top three. And it feels amazing, right? It feels like, you know, you're on a second date with somebody and you find out that you're, like, both into the same, you know, obscure indie band, you know, times ten, right? Uh, all right, so we order up our Miracle Spunk and she gets pregnant and, uh, you know, we, we have our son easy peasy. But that is child number one. Child number two gets a lot more interesting. All right, so we go back to our doctor and we decide after my son, my first son was two, we're like, we want to have a, another baby. But by this time, my wife was 40 uh, and I'm 10 years younger, so I was 30. And so when we say this to the doctor, he goes, well, he goes, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Tara, you should probably have this baby. No. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 sir. That is not on the table. No, 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 no. Oh my God! No, no, no. That's not. We're not. No, not. That's. No. Nope. We're not gonna do that, right? But all right. So he goes on and on, and he effectively like convinces me that I at least should go home and I should think about. I should think about doing it. And I'm like, all right. I'll. I will go home and think about it. And so I get to my apartment and I'm sort of like, I'm just, I'm, I'm pacing around and I'm kind of like, you know, trying to hype myself up in the way that like a kind of like young, tough lesbian does. You know, I'm like, let's go, let's go, baby, come on. You can do this, right? You're gonna like, you're gonna come in the clutch. Here we go, right? Like you can, you're gonna take one for the team, you know? And I'm like trying to really hype myself up for it. I actually go over to the mirror and I like puff out my shirt and I'm trying to look at myself, you know, and I'm like trying to imagine myself pregnant, except like my version of doing that is like, it's like I'm looking in the mirror and imagining somebody seeing me pregnant and I'm like, what, 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 huh, huh? You never seen a pregnant lady before? What, huh, 
huh? It's like other women go home and they knit booties. I am Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. <laughs> um, but it works. It works. Uh, I decide I'm going to do it. And so I have to get this sort of preliminary blood work done, and, and I, that happens, and I go back into the doctor's office, and I sit there, and he goes, okay, so Tara, uh, you, um, you have a fertility problem? And I said, yes, I know. It's called being a lesbian. What do I need you for? And he goes, no, uh, you actually have another fertility problem. Uh, and it's not the end of the world, but it does mean that we, we probably can't do uh, an insemination like we did with my wife, Shauna, uh, with the first baby. So we're gonna have to do uh, an in vitro fertilization. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, an artificial insemination is, is like basically no more uh, technical than a, a turkey basting, right? That's, that's pretty much what it is, right? For my first son, it was like, I was there, my wife was there, there was something plastic in between somebody's legs. It's basically another Saturday night for a lesbian. <laughs> in vitro is, uh, is a surgery, right? It's where they go in and they... Uh, they remove your eggs and they put them in a little petri dish and they and they fertilize it with sperm and they and they put it back in, uh, and uh, it is it is extremely common and it's it's really you know it's routine and 99% of the time absolutely nothing goes wrong, and 1% of the time you are me. I had a life-threateningly awful reaction to the first part of the in vitro. Uh, and the only way I could think to describe it without like totally boring you is, is just that it was sort of as if as soon as they removed the eggs from my body, it was sort of as if like unbeknownst to me, my uterus had low jack, right? Like it was like, it was, it was terrible. You know, step away from the uterus. Right? The police arrived at my uterus. It was awful, right? I nearly die. Uh, and basically, they have to take the eggs that have been removed from my body and already fertilized, and they have to freeze them and wait for me to recover. Uh, and so they freeze them, and they put them in their lab on Park Avenue. Uh, and the, yes, the upside to that is it's the closest a Clancy has ever come to living on Park Avenue. All right, come on. Uh, so <laughs> we, uh, so they wait, and they, you know, for me to 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 recover, which takes about a month, and then we we go back into the doctor, and he's like, "All right, you're you're healed, and we could now continue, uh, you know, with it." Um, but there's one more thing I thought I should mention, and it's just that at this point, actually, um, it might be better if Shauna carries the baby. And he goes on to explain all of this sciencey shit about how much better it would be for us. But I'm not listening to any of it because I'm doing the motherfucking jig, right? I'm like, I am like saved by the bell. Holy shit, right? 
this is unbelievable. You know, like this is just incredible. I'm like, you're basically telling me that what we're gonna do is like a little last minute understudy routine. Like it's gonna be like, like, like and tonight's Tara Clancy's uterus will be played by Shauna Lewis's uterus, right? Fuck out of here. Like that is amazing, yes. Sign us up. Uh, all right, so my, this is exactly what we do. We go back and my wife gets pregnant. Take a minute, uh, not, because I, I, I don't want to undercut the beauty of that. My wife carried my baby. I'm like, the baby I couldn't have, pretty much. Uh, that is pretty fucking incredible thing. Take a moment for that. Uh, all right, so, Another incredible thing is that when she was pregnant, you know, with my baby, uh, I was told that there is some sort of exchange of DNA sometimes. It's not, it's not a lot or anything, but I just thought this was the most amazing thing, you know? Like there was a chance that there was some of her DNA just a little bit in him, and there was a chance that there was some of him, you know, in her, you know? And I'm like, this is, this is unbelievable, you know? She's a few months pregnant, and I'm, I'm looking at her, and you know, my wife is like from small town Michigan, uh, and I'm, I'm from Queens, you know? And so like she wakes up one day, and she's like, how the fuck you doing? I was like, <gasps> <laughs> No, that didn't happen at all. No, it's it's a very, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a very it's a very little bit. It's essential. It's maybe nothing. Maybe it's kind of like a little calling card in your DNA, but it's still incredibly beautiful, right? I was just like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, so nine months go by of her pregnancy, and and I've been through this once before. And she gives me that shake in the middle of the night, and she's like, I'm in labor, and I'm like, okay, and I hop up out of bed, and I turn to look at her, and it's. Awful. I have done this before, and she looks she looks bad. This is I, I I she is in a crazy amount of pain, and it's super like instantly. And I like you know I'm I'm just I'm I'm sort of starting to doubt it. Like this was too good to be true. Um, this is this is my fault. I can't believe it. And now she's she's screaming. Uh, she can barely walk. I have to help her out of the apartment, and we go down the stairs, and I run out into the street, and I'm trying to I'm trying to um, flag a cab. Uh, and the cab stops, and at this point, my wife has got her hands uh, on the wall uh, of our building, uh, and she's leaning over, so she's only like got her back to the cab driver, and I open the door, and I'm like, okay, she's coming, and the cab driver looks, and he goes, I'm not taking that drunk girl, and he takes off, and I go sprinting down the block, and I get to the cab door, and I fly it open, and he has to stop, and thank God, by this point, she's turned around, and I'm like, look again, look at your rearview mirror, you know, she's not, she's not drunk, she's pregnant, she's pregnant, she's in labor, and he looks, and he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry, and he's like, of course, and so I get her, and we get back into the taxi, and we go flying up to, you know, to the hospital, and she is bugging out, right, legs are out windows, she is screaming, yelling, it's, it's terrible, I, I, I lean into him, and I'm like, listen, you have to go through the red lights. Uh, and he's like, you're not serious. I am like, I'm serious. And we go flying up to the hospital. We get there. She cannot get out of the cab on her own. And I go into the, through the ER bay, and I get a wheelchair, and I, and I put her into the wheelchair, and I wheel her up uh, into the uh, maternity ward triage. And I turn to the 
nurse, basically just to say, we don't have enough time to sign in here, point me to the uh, OR. And by the time that I have turned to say this to the nurse, when I turn back, my wife is up out of the wheelchair. She's got her arms on either side of the, like, the armrest thing, and she is screaming, and she is bonkers, and it's fucking crazy, right? She's got, like, like her shirts up, it's like, tits are out, shit's out, pisses out, titties, titties, pussy, pussy, asses out, blood's everywhere, it's like fucking bananas, there's, like, poor ladies are sitting in the, in the waiting room, like, he, he, ah, you know, like, holy shit, somebody's, like, texting their mom, you know, I'm in labor, ah! You know, like, and, and it's fucking bananas. So this woman comes running out, the, uh, some a nurse, and she's like a, you know, she's from like the island, and she's like, she's gonna have that baby on the floor. Get her up in a gurney. She's gonna have that baby on the floor, right? And I'm like, she's gonna have the baby on the floor. She's gonna have the baby on the floor. And it's like this little chorus of accents is going back and forth, you know. And finally, somebody comes running up with a gurney. They throw her up onto it. They fly her into a room. And one minute later, we have a totally uh, healthy child. <laughs> a, uh, a, second, a second little boy uh, who uh, we name uh, Harry. Uh, and it's, you know, it's two boys. It's God's little joke to the lesbians, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like penises, huh? You're gonna be scrubbing balls for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, uh, my, my first son, uh, we name him Ray, Ray Clancy, right? Like he'll punch you in the nuts. We got this second guy. We named him Harry Clancy. He will sell you a used Honda. <laughs> Thank you. That was Tara Clancy. Tara's a writer and performer. Her writing has appeared in the New York Times Magazine, the Paris Review, and the Rumpus. She's also a winner of the Moth Grand Slam Storytelling Competition and was recently featured on their podcast. Originally from Queens, Tara now lives in Manhattan with her wife and two sons. More at taraclancy.com. For more science stories, take a look at storycollider.org, where we have archives of the podcast and upcoming events. The Story Collider is produced by me, Brian Weck, Darren Barker, and Ari Daniel. The podcast is produced by Rose Eveleth. Additional from Brooke Williams, Lena Groger, and Justin D'Ambrosio. The theme music is by Ghost. Special thanks to Under St. Mark's for hosting the show, to Ziv and Helena Fari for organizing STEM Fest, and to taxi drivers for getting people places. Thanks for listening. <laughs>